relief is on the way for pilots tired of delays and reroutes when flying along the east coast of the United States. But that also means business aviation operators must be prepared for rather substantial changes. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. This podcast is brought to you by Scudero, the software that elevates your flight operations. For Pete Combs, I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for business aviation news. Ask any flight crew that typically operates along the East Coast, from the southern tip of Florida all the way up to New York City, and they'll tell you that congestion, ATC delays, and reroutes over the Atlantic Ocean are common and frustrating occurrences. However, the FAA is doing something about that. Among the goals of the Northeast Corridor Atlantic Coast Routes Optimization Project, the NECACR, is to enable greater use of offshore routing options, particularly in the event of severe weather. The agency also hopes this effort, which is already underway, will reduce the need for vectors and holds offshore, in part by improving separation between the busy arrival and departure corridors into New York and Washington, D.C., and traffic overflying those areas. To learn more about this project, we're joined today by Vicki Turner and Joseph Tinsley, who are the FAA's co-leads for the optimization effort. Also with us is Ernie Stellings, Senior Manager at NBAA Air Traffic Services. Vicki, let's begin with you. I understand the NEC ACR actually encompasses several next-gen optimization projects along the East Coast. It was actually to align high-altitude route structure with several regional airspace projects on the East Coast, like in New York, Washington, Charlotte, and Atlanta. And during the design of those new routes, the controllers at Washington, New York, Boston, Jacksonville, and Miami identified opportunities to improve traffic flows on the East Coast. This was to accomplish by creating more lanes in the sky, so allowing segregated traffic flows so that the multiple airports are not competing for the same flight path, And an additional agency objective was to remove the dependence on conventional VORs moving from the current ground-based jet route structure to satellite-based key routes. What are some of the changes that pilots will see as this effort goes forth, Joseph? One of the big things, especially for the business aviation operators that uh, operate some of the higher performance aircraft, is that uh, next year, Washington Center is taking one of their uh, sectors and creating a super high sector um, that basically encompasses what is currently today Sector 9 and Sector 50, if you're familiar with any of that, basically goes between uh, Charleston and Norfolk. Um, it's currently stratified for level, 30, uh, for level 350 and above. Uh, they're chopping uh, some of the altitude off of that, and it's going to be the new sector is going to be for level 400 and above. Um, as Vicky said, talking about kind of segregating traffic flows a little bit, this will uh, segregate some of the uh, lower level traffic from the higher level traffic. So any of the aircraft that uh, are 41, 43, 45,000 and above will uh, be able to fly through the airspace uh, basically uh, unrestricted. So the uh, design of this will help uh, alleviate some of the restrictions on the East Coast today. Not all, obviously, but it should help out a little bit with some of those uh, restrictions and uh, should also uh, eliminate some of the reroutes they see during the peak traffic periods as well. Um, some of the research we showed showed about 40% of aircraft that fly through that area today are capable of reaching level 400 and above, uh, which is a pretty large number. And still working traffic today, we see that there's a lot of aircraft and the number of aircraft that can reach 40 and above is increasing by the day. So it should help out that uh, some of that a lot. 
Ernie, as Joseph just mentioned, much of that higher-level traffic is comprised of business aircraft transitioning over those congested departure and approach corridors. Those aircraft are currently handled by controllers who are also tasked with coordinating lower-altitude traffic. So having that separate high-level sector sounds like a significant improvement. Yeah, well, well, like like Joey said, the fact that they're able to create this old, super high sector that didn't exist before will get you know give us some more capacity there along the East Coast, especially during some of the peak season time, which we're coming up on you know, with holiday traffic, uh, you know, going southbound uh, for the for the holidays, and then all the way through the winter with the uh, your snowbird traffic back and forth on on uh, you know different periods. We've seen some of those changes already, with old, low, and high-altitude routes in the Atlantic Corridor replaced with optimized routing utilizing performance-based navigation capabilities. Ernie, I understand existing high-altitude J routes out of Florida are the next routes scheduled for replacement. On January 30th of next year, uh, those routes will no longer be available in any of the databases and all that, so no one will be able to follow those routes going forward. Just like Ernie had said, we're uh, removing a lot of J routes, uh, basically in Jacksonville Center and Miami Center. January 30th. So uh, that'll help out with the Florida Metroplex, what they did back in uh, the fall of last year. Coming up, we'll discuss how business aviation and the FAA are working together to ensure this sweeping optimization project proceeds smoothly. But first, a word from our sponsor, Scudero. Hi there. This is Justin from Scudero. Did you know Scudero now has an iOS app for pilots and crew members? The Scudero Crew app transforms how operators and flight departments share flight information by delivering everything pilots and crew members need for their missions direct to their phones. From notifications of assigned missions to passenger details and flight logs, pilots can now carry their full workflow in their pocket. Learn more today at Scudero.com. That's Scudero, S-C-H-E-D-A-E-R-O.com. We're back with the FAA's Joseph Tinsley and Vicki Turner and Ernie Stellings from NBAA Air Traffic Services and our discussion about the Northeast Corridor Atlantic Coast Routes Optimization Project, the NEC-ACR. Ernie, how has NBAA worked to get the word out to business aviation pilots and other stakeholders about the changes stemming from this optimization effort? What we've tried to do from the association standpoint is to create a, a really big awareness, right? So by, so by publicizing this at different events and uh, you know doing this podcast and putting things in print media, trying to make sure the members are aware of the changes and uh, and to basically pay attention to the updates as they come out and make sure their databases on the on the flight management systems are updated with the newest routes and that they're paying attention to the advisors that come out if there's any kind of other routes, you know, special routes around the Super Bowl and things like that that we're going to see in the January February time frame that kind of go along with some of the timelines that these guys have for this. MBAA has been very thoughtful in inviting us to the different conventions and uh, being very accommodating and trying to get the word out to their members and helping us out in, in every way that they can. So it is very much uh, noticed and appreciated from Joey and I. So Vicki, let's look at this from a slightly different perspective. We've discussed what the FAA is doing to make this optimization project a success, but how can business aviation pilots help out with this effort? One thing I can think of is like when, uh, like flightplanners.com, I know quite some time they will um, do a preferred route or one that someone has already put in the past. If they could verify that that flight is correct before they actually file it um, or, or some kind of recognition that that flight was uh, successful before they actually file it again, uh, that would be uh, very helpful. And I know Joey and I have been going out and talking with the flightplanners.coms and, and the, the smaller dispatch uh, companies to uh, ensure that they have the correct routings. 
So another thing we talked about a little bit on uh, what the uh, NBA guys can do to help. Um, a lot of these things, when we redo all the key routes and publish those, there are a lot of five-letter waypoints on there that a lot of the controllers aren't familiar with when we first implement it, and a lot of the pilots aren't familiar with it. So, you know, when a controller says clear direct FA, a pilot immediately, you know, their training is to say, all right, how do you spell that? And a lot of times it's right there in their FMS if they just look down the system, look down their uh, flight plan a little bit. So we just asked that uh, we're, they're a little patient with us and that um, before they ask the spelling that maybe they look in the FMS to see if it's there because it might be right in front of them. Joseph, you raise a good point that it's not only pilots who will be learning these new routes, but controllers too. You know, a lot of times it takes um, these new routes. It's a lot harder to issue the routes because it's more five-letter waypoints and things. So it takes anywhere from two to four minutes to issue the route which doesn't sound like a lot of time, but, you know, when an airplane's moving at, you know, seven miles, eight miles a minute, and there's a lot of airplanes in the sky, and you're talking to 20, 25 airplanes apiece, then that's a lot of time to take away from everybody else to try to issue that reroute in the air. So we try to avoid that as much as possible if we can. So just kind of uh, pay attention to see what's going on, and uh, a lot of things are changing, especially the high altitude structure. Of course, this isn't the first time we've seen a route optimization project in the national airspace system. In fact, the FAA has already completed airspace optimizations over California, North Texas, and Atlanta, and the agency is currently working on approximately 20 additional Metroplex and single-site optimizations. In closing, Joseph, what lessons have been learned from those efforts that will help make the NEC-ACR a more seamless transition for everyone concerned? We learned a lot from uh, previous projects, as we always uh, try to do. Um, Florida Metroplex was a uh, one we were closely monitored since they were doing something very similar in uh, Jacksonville Center and Miami Center when they implemented their key and wide routes last fall. Um, the Florida team has been very, very helpful with letting us uh, talk to the facilities, uh, talking with them, learning from uh, what they was successful with their implementation and what we could have done better. Um, one thing we learned from the uh, Florida Metroplex team was to implement the key routes one cycle ahead of actually implementing them. Um, we discussed this with all the major airline dispatchers, um, a lot of the NBA guys and everybody else, and they deemed this the best route so that uh, the 8,000 plus routes could be done prior to the day of implementation. Um, so we're obviously we're going to do some uh, traffic management initiatives on this main implementation we're going to do next November, but allowing everything to be published one cycle in advance allows the databases to be updated, allows the route planners to have all the stuff in the system and to hopefully get everybody on the uh, same page as soon as possible. So that the controllers uh, see the right flight plans, the uh, airlines are flying the right flight plans, the NBA guys are flying the right flight plans, and that make it as painless as possible to the uh, ATC system. The targeted completion date for the Northeast Corridor Atlantic Coast Routes Optimization is early November 2020. For the latest information about this project and other airspace issues, visit the NBAA website at nbaa.org forward slash airspace. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan podcasts at Apple's iTunes website, wherever you find your favorite podcasts, or download them from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock, and thanks for listening to Flight Plan. Flight Plan.